0: You think of no work. You think of chilling. Well, I've got some good news for you today. You can find rest without even booking a flight. I whenever you know, sometimes you can book a flight and that is not restful. It takes you half the holiday to get over the flight, doesn't it? Oh, my. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We're going to find out what that word means. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, I'm humble in heart, and you will find rest. We're going to find out what that word means for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light taking a day off work not you you need to keep working taking a day off work is useful it's helpful but actually it isn't the rest that this is talking about we'll talk about how the fact that it is useful in a a while but I want to have a definition of terms if you like that when we're talking about rest in this context of this verse I will give you rest it's not you know, no work. It's this. Let me see if I can describe it. It's no stressing, no striving, no stretching to breaking point. It's finding a safe place where we can actually, in the middle of all the stuff that's going on, we can still find rest. Am I the only person that, uh, oh, stuff goes on and on and on and on? You know, he used to singing his praise, goes on and on and on. Well, sometimes stuff goes on and on, doesn't it? At 3 o'clock in the morning? Or am I the only person that's awake at 3 o'clock in the morning with stuff? We all have stuff in our life that goes on and on and on. God wants us to find rest. God wants you to find rest in the middle of all of the stuff of life. Your life, the society in which we are living. Taking time for a holiday can be really important. But you know, if you were weary and burdened before you went away on holiday, you might just come back from holiday and pick up the same things that made you weary and burdened before you left so it's a useful break but it's not fixing it I think often we get weary and burdened because we're just doing the wrong thing in this verse we talk about taking his yoke what does that mean? well a yoke was that piece of wood that went between two oxen that then pulled a plow these days, we have a, a Massey Ferguson or something, don't we? Or a, some of them make tractor. But in those days, it was a couple of oxen and this piece of wood. That was the yoke. And Jesus is saying, if you're weary and heavy laden, come. He, he'll give you rest. But we've got to get inside His yoke. There is an agenda that God has for you and for me. That whilst we're living and, and living His agenda, then we're in rest. But once we start going outside of his agenda, i tell you something, we can be in a lot of stress. Because being in the center of God's will, doing what God wants us to do, living it God's way, the verse talked about learning a new way of him. When we're doing that, there is a rest for our souls and it goes well for us and actually we do need to find out what it is that is going on that brings us so much unrest. Sometimes it can be that uh, we've got the wrong friends (laughs) and they don't bring you rest sometimes it can be that you got the wrong job or actually you got promoted to a level at work where you no longer enjoy work some people just take on too much i don't know what that's about you know we just do too many things with too many ambitions there's too much going on uh, you know the kids can be demanding and now i find out the grandchildren can be demanding Does this club that club this party that party this need that need this grandparents taxi and all the rest of it and i see kids and families so often who never have the rest if you like in the family no sitting at the den- dining room table anymore and you know ipads off I- uh, iphones away or other phones and just sitting and talking like talking has gone out of fashion laughing sharing chilling doing nothing i was telling the folks in the first service that uh, some of us are of an age when <clears throat> tv didn't start until about was it about four o'clock in the afternoon or something and by ten thirty, it had gone i was telling my grandchildren some of my grandchildren a couple of weeks ago how the tv was only on for a few hours a day and they one of one of them, the guy said, "What did you do all day?" I said, "There was no internet." And he looked at me like, "What?" I said, There's not. "No, the the only phone that we had was in the hall on a lead, and you went." Rachel and myself were driving to work the other morning and some of the kids were walking down the road going to school and we were looking at all these children, 12 years' age, all talking on the phone. I'm pretty sure they were talking to each other on the phone and they were right by that. But we're living in a certain sort of age where there's stuff going on. Got to learn again how to find a place of rest in the middle of a crazy world. You see, in Matthew chapter 11, the verse that we just read, the rest there means that in the middle of whatever's going on you can find a safe place and it's all to do with taking on his yoke when you take on his yoke you take on his agenda when God has given you the agenda that you you know just you're doing what you're supposed to be doing by the way he stands over that and he makes all things work together for good he doesn't make things work together for good that are on my agenda he makes things work together for good that is on his agenda You know, if I'm determined to go do something that I want to go and do, guess what? I'm going to run out of gas. But when I'm doing something that, and you're doing something that God wants you to do, He gives more and more and is more. And His grace is always sufficient, and you will enjoy to live in the safe place that God has prepared for you. Notice the verse that we're looking at this morning starts with the word come. Last week was a very special time, wasn't it, of coming? I know some of you are watching this, you were at home last week, but you've you've come and you've come back to me, and I've had email after email and text and conversations with people who've said, I don't know what it was like in the building, but I was at home and the, I came and I was an encounter with God that was just so awesome. Happened again in the first service this morning. I felt the presence of God. We've got to come. It's not just about reading the book as being like a formula for life. Oh, if I do this and this and this and this. How many of you have ever read a, a formula for life about getting thin quick? You know, it's not about reading and just reading the word of God produces faith. But then we need some actions and the actions that we need is to be able to encounter. Come unto me, all you that are weary. Come, come. It's a bad encounter. It's about actually taking time to be able to come to God and rest. I know that life can be tough. You know, we work hard. We commute. We have to deal with the traffic. There's more traffic on the road now than there ever used to be. The petrol goes higher in price. We're all thinking greener. Somehow we're all out on the road. How does that work? It, we, we you know, It's taking us longer to get to work on a morning than it, than it ever has. It's like we go on the motorway and it's like, you've got to add another hour on because of, because of the cues. It's stressful, it's, it's hard. It, or if you're on the bus, it's late. Or if you're on the train, they're on strike. And it's tough. Life Life is not just easy. I think years ago, life was a lot easier. Yeah, there was less on the agenda. It was harder in some ways. Now we've got all the technology and all the ability and all the rest of it. Somehow we're living in a hurdy-gurdy world. Just ah, making ends meet. That's a difficult one, you know. And we're told on the, t- on the TV that, you know, we're not going to be able to pay our gas bill and our electric bill, and we go, <laughs> got to hear some something else. In the middle of all of the stuff that's going on out there financially, there's a place of rest. And God says, in that place of rest you will hear God say to you, I'm going to meet all your needs according to the riches of Christ. I mean, what, what an awesome thing. Don't get yourself into the zone where it's woody, woody, woody all the time. But you come to a place where you actually can focus on God. You know, it's, it's a busy old life. <laughs> if you've got children, then I, I, you're in the premier league, aren't you? You've been having to be super mum and dad just to be able to cope with making it all happen. And if your grandparents, it's just the same. And we love our grandchildren, but we look at our, our family and we say, God, in these days with all that's going on and all the stresses and all the world, compared to the world that I grew up in as a kid, I think like, God, how, how are we gonna find rest in a world like this? I tell you how come that's how come come unto me and I oh notice it, it, it's I, it's Jesus who is the rescuer he's the one who wants to come and, and he wants to encounter with you, he wants you to engage with him he is the source I love that song that Andre Crouch wrote many years ago now, it says Jesus is the answer for a world today A world that has no other for Jesus is the way don't you appreciate our musicians you're supposed to play that behind me not look at me like (laughs) that Jesus is the answer it's all about Jesus come and I will give you rest not a holiday but rest a holiday might be useful but that isn't the key. It, the answer isn't the holiday. The holiday might just be a way of rebalancing and refocusing and giving you enough space to actually say, what do I need to do? And i tell you what we need to do. We need to put the yoke on that He has given us. Go and do what God has called you to do. Go and do it with all of your heart. Don't have your own agenda, but have His agenda. It says there in the verse, His yoke is Easy. Well, I did some research behind the word easy. You want to try typing in easy in the Hebrew and find out what it says. You get easy jet and you get easy hotel and you get... But then I found it in the Hebrew and it means a good fit. His yoke is a good fit. If you've got two oxen that are, and it doesn't fit, they rubs their shoulders and they get sore and all, but actually the word there means a good fit. I want to tell you something God has got a yoke that is a good fit for you whatever's going on in your life whatever you're doing there's a good fit God wants you to be blessed he wants you to succeed he wants you to win through he wants you to last out he doesn't want you to to, to get you know demolished in the middle of all the struggles of life he wants you to be in a good fit place where his yoke his yoke is easy the Bible says don't be unequally yoked because it's not a good fit that happened I mean you know we can have unequal yokes with with people with relationships with work with situations and we're struggling we're struggling but it's not a good fit well God says today be in a good yoke be in a place where it's a good fit because when we do that he will give us rest in that verse it says another thing it says learn from me well learning is all about discipleship isn't it it's not Well, dear God, I'm a really smart guy, and let me teach you a thing or two. You don't really know much about modern life, so I just thought I'd just tell you what it's like. I think it's better to say to God, You're King of kings and Lord of lords, creator of everything, sustainer of everything. Humbly before your presence, I bow and I'm coming to you and say, God, my life's in a bit of a mess. I've been in a bit of a turmoil. Things are churning all over, and actually I just want to say, What am I supposed to do? You can only come to God and say to Him, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to say? That's discipleship. It's learning His ways. Teach me your ways. The world is teaching us all the time. Every time you watch the TV, they're trying to teach you something. Our kids are being taught stuff in school. Our young people are being taught stuff by the the influences of music and dance and, and media and film and all teaching but not everything they're teaching is good stuff what we've got to do is come back to the word we've got to come and say Holy Spirit what have you got to say about this so that we find what it is that we're supposed to do the way we're supposed to think that we're learning of him because if we can only learn from that then we'll enter into our rest I love it in the verse where it says when you come I'll give you rest take my yoke learn from me and then he says this and how I'm gentle don't you love the fact that God is so gentle with us I think I've said this sort of thing before you know if I was God I'd be much tougher where have you been why have you been doing this and he just says come and when we arrive grace opens his heart to us you know you might have been going through some real struggles recently in your life at work and your marriage and with your kids with your health and your finances come God wants to give you rest he wants to calm the, wants you to come into a safe place and calm things down in your head and in your heart and in your life and if we will come he says it's okay i'm going to be gentle that's showing us the grace of god that's how we came to jesus isn't it came in a mess didn't we I don't know about you but I came I was even young but I was and he saved me from a lot of mess down the times as well but we come and we're we're accepted by God why because his grace reaches out to us and he says come 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 unto me come and we come and we establish and we enter into a relationship with God no matter what you've done you can come and you'll find him gentle you will find him saying no don't do that anymore. Don't go and sin anymore. He might say to you, you need to drop this, drop that and adjust this. And Let's give him permission to have his will, his way in our lives. Let's say to God, here I am. We were singing that song, wasn't it, just a few minutes ago. I'm, I'm, I'm giving everything to you. I'm surrendering everything to you. We do need to give him permission. We do need to kneel at his altar, as it were, and say, God, have your way in our life. But God says, I'm gentle. There's another really interesting couple of verses in the Bible that address rest. And I couldn't conclude this message without we look at it. And it's about the Sabbath rest. So we're going to turn over now to Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to read just a few verses from 1 and 3 and 9 to 11. And they read like this in Hebrews chapter 4. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands... Let us be careful that none of you will be found to have fallen short of it. Having provided, it wouldn't be a terrible thing that, that we don't actually appreciate it and appropriate it. It's like you've been given an inheritance and you never claim it. God says you can enter into the rest. And God is saying to you today and to your home watching this right now, you can enter into the rest It would be a shame for you to stay in a struggle and a turmoil moment when God has provided a way of rest for you. And then it says this in verse 3. Now that we have believed, now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God said, our salvation brings us into a place of rest. When you come and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't only just get your sins forgiven, you are invited into a safe place. It's a place of rest. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you come into a place where God's Word, God's plan, God's will, God's agenda, if you will only make that your agenda and don't be unequally yoked in life with stuff, that you can live in the rest that comes because of your salvation. Your salvation is not just a ticket to heaven, but it is a supply of resource, of blessing for you to live life in all of its fullness Here on life, you know, God has got purpose for you. He's got plans for you. He's got a way of provision for you. No matter what you've been through, I know some of you have been, I've been through stuff in our lives, and it's like it could have crippled. It could have destroyed us. It could have crushed us. It could have got us all down. But we found out that he's a God of rest. He's a God who comes to bring us through, hallelujah, and helps us to live in a safe place. And then in verse 9, it says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from His. Therefore, let us make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience. There's a lot of rests in those verses, isn't there? God wants you to enter into His rest. Now, I don't believe that God is asking us to enter into some sort of um, liturgical or... or what should I say, legalistic Israeli Sabbath rest. I, don't, I think that God is, that was useful for them. I think that we live in a different age and at a different time, but we need to learn the principles of that. And the principles are, don't burn the candles at both ends, seven days a week, 24 times a you year. Know, we, we just sometimes have just got to stop. That is not rest, but it helps you to rest. The rest that you're having, small r, will bring you and put you back to focusing on God again. If you will stop listening to all the stuff, turn your social media off for a day, put your phone away and and turn the television off and get out of the hurdy-gurdy and give yourself some Sabbath rest moment, you will find that you connect and have an encounter with the God of rest and you can enter into His rest again and you go, it is well with my soul. See, I was raised in a, in a time when uh, the legalistic understanding of that verse was, well, that's what my mother believed. She would not peel potatoes on a, on a Sunday because it was Sunday. So she did it on Saturday night. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is an incredible... I couldn't even read the Biza and the Beano on a Sunday. I couldn't kick a football out, you know, in in between the six services we had during the day, well, three, four. And, you know, I wasn't allowed to kick the football because it was not right on the Sabbath day. Couldn't wear jeans on the Sabbath day. Having said that, for most of the time, I was still wearing short trousers because she thought, even when I was 12 or 13, that if I wore long trousers, my skin would go mottled. Well, it didn't. (laughs) You can ask her. I'm not going to show you. (laughs) There was a certain sort of legalism in the middle of all of that. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because that was a legalistic thing. Let's come back and say to God, what do you want us to learn out of the idea of Sabbath? Somewhere, somehow, in your week, in your journey, in the cycle of life that is yours, you need to find some time where you actually stop everything else that's going on spend time to look at the one who said come to me take my yoke i'll give you rest the holy spirit will come and he'll speak something into your heart and something will happen there'll be a change that goes on you see the bible says in mark chapter 227 the sabbath was not was made for man not the man for the sabbath so the son of man is the lord even of the sabbath Jesus did stuff on the Sabbath that really upset some of the legalists in his day. He healed a man on a Sabbath. How shocking. His disciples took some corn and rubbed them between the fingers and had a chew. On a Sabbath. How shocking. I mean, they were more concerned about that than some poor crippled guy getting healed. What? You see what I'm saying? The legalism of that isn't what works, but the principle of it is useful to us so that we can come into a place where we say, God, in a hurdy-gurdy world, in a place where I've lost my peace, in a place where I feel like I'm I'm on a treadmill, like one of those mice running around a hamster or whatever they are, running around a treadmill, gaining nowhere. How many of you felt like that? I have sometimes it's like world would you please stop well God says to you come come and I will give you rest take my yoke take my agenda take my plans for your life if you only take my plans for your life then then you won't be stressed because because God will stand behind his word he'll stand behind his plan for you and he'll say I will give you rest he might not change and solve every problem like that it's not the absence of problems that is going to give you rest, it's the absolute knowing that you're in a safe place that God has got everything under control that puts you at peace, hallelujah you know when you come and you come to peace it's a wonderful thing Moses was given a really big job by God and then he said this to him in Exodus chapter 33 verse 14 and my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest that sounds like a real conflict of interest shall we say Moses you're going to do the biggest job you've ever done you're going to work, oh by the way I'll have a rest now if we understand the word rest to mean a holiday that doesn't fit together does it because now he's he's making Moses more busy than he's ever been and telling him that he can have a break, that's why even in creation for God it says that he rested on the seventh day, it doesn't mean that he did nothing, I think I spent years and years thinking that God had a nap on the seventh day Whereas the truth of it is that he had a whole thing to still... He, he's sustaining everything out there. All as he did was rested on doing the job that had been given, the agenda to create the world. He made it in six days. And at the end of the, of the, seven, of the six days, he said, yep, finished that. Good. Rest time now. Jesus even did it when he was here. He went up a mountain. I'm not sure it was a Sabbath because he shouldn't have been walking that far. But he went up a mountain and had Sabbath times. Talked to this Father, refreshed his soul. He restores my soul, the Bible talks about it. We need to have those moments. When was the last time that you planned a moment where you maybe literally walked a mountain, spent some time with God? Even if you didn't walk a mountain, but you actually turned off enough telly and tech and everything else that you said, this is some time for me and God. Moses he was being given commission and God said I'll give you rest rest because the agenda the yoke that God was giving to Moses was a good fit for Moses and as long as Moses kept doing what God had asked him to do he he was able to function and rest you will function and rest if you're doing what God's called you to do if, if you stray out of that you're going to be in trouble I'm coming towards the end of what I've got to say and just say four things to you. Firstly, when you get rest, when you're living in this rest that I'm talking about, entering into his rest, number one, you'll have a stable mind. Number two, you'll have a settled heart. Number three, you'll have a secure faith. And number four, you'll have a satisfied life. Amen. Stable mind is not filled with worry and whoo, one minute you're happy and the other minute you're crying, and you know, your mind's all over the place. You say no. I've come, I'm weary, heavy laden. He's given me rest so I can be stable in my mind. And that second one was settled in your heart. You say, it's okay. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. It's okay. Because God's in control. Not a worried heart. Settled heart. It's okay. It's okay. I know it's going to take a little bit of time, but it, it's okay. It's coming. A secure faith. Where is God? No, no, no. Listen, when you're in the rest, you say... You know, God will show up and do what he needs to do at the right time. And God's answer will come through me, through me, earth, to me in the right time in the right way. So I've got a secure faith. And in the end, that brings us to a satisfied life. I don't think any of us are going to get a satisfied life by just fulfilling our own ambition and our own agenda because we'll get burned out before we get there. And in the middle of that moment, Jesus says to us, "Come four more things. Rest comes when you're at peace with God. We're never going to get rest when we're not at peace with God, are we? And then secondly, rest comes when you pick up the right yoke. Maybe you need to get out of a yoke right now that you've been in. Maybe a friend, maybe a job, maybe a thought pattern, maybe a lifestyle. I don't know what it is, but you need to come and say, oh, to Jesus I surrender and I'm picking up your yoke. Number three, rest comes when you learn from God that whole process of discipleship. and You say, teach me your ways. and We do it God's way. Number four, rest is when you're partnering with God. Love the idea of partnering two oxen pulling together. And you know something, when you come and you live your life for God, God has said, I will be with you. I will never leave you. I'll be right by the side of you. He's going to be there with you. And the partnering with God is, is one of the most incredible places that we can ever be in. And finally... How do we come to rest? Six little statements. Number one, come to the one who gives you rest. If you're looking for vegetables, you don't go to a butcher's, do you? You don't go to the garage to buy some veg. You go to a greengrocer. If you want rest, come to the right place. His name is Jesus. I will give you rest. Number two, learn from the rest giver. Teach me your ways. I'm not going to tell you how you should work this out, God. I'm going to submit my life and say, all to Jesus I surrender, have your way with me. Learn, come and learn from me. That's what the verse said. Then take on his yoke and no other yoke. It's not just a time of getting rid of a yoke that has hurt you, but it's a time of getting his yoke. Saying, Lord, here I am. Life might have been difficult. I want to say this to you. God is not finished with you yet. God's got a yoke for you, a will for you, an agenda for you, a plan for you, that if you'll only come and bring your life and say, I surrender all, I'm giving my life to you, God will take you, do things with you, but you'll do it from rest. Number four, enter into his rest. That's what the verse said. If you want to enter his rest, it's a purposeful decision. You enter. You know, you came to church today and you entered into this beautiful place alongside all these hundreds of beautiful people here. You did not... Turn up here by accident. You didn't come in your pajamas. You got yourself ready to enter. Enter His gaze, and you you chose it. So enter into His rest. Number six is uh, number five is stay in rest. It's good to be able to come to a place like last Sunday was so incredible, entering an, an encounter with God. But we've got to do it again and again and again and again and again and again. Stay. In that place of God's presence. And number six, have the discipline of a Sabbath to establish rest. We just say to ourselves, that I say to myself, Ian, for goodness sake, get some time to be in your safe place where there is rest, close. There is a place of quiet rest. The, the song says it, near to the heart of God. A place. God has provided for you a place where you can rest and you can rest well. It's not just about a holiday. If you need a holiday, great. Have one. And it might help you to make the decisions. But even in the middle of a busy time, like Moses, God says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, come to him today say to Jesus Christ Lord I give my life to you on this 26th of February 2023 and let us know that you're making that decision because we'd love to know for some of you you've had an agenda that isn't his agenda you've had a yoke that isn't his yoke you've been in turmoil and you didn't know how to stop it all well come to him let him give you rest. Let him give you a new agenda. Let him shine a light on a new day. There are blessings ahead for you, my dear brother. Don't, 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 don't waste the opportunity that God is giving to you to be able to live in peace, to be able to live with joy, to live to live that satisfied life that we spoke of earlier. Our musicians are going to help us with a beautiful song here. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Would you do that? as they sing i'm going to challenge you and me right now to say to god i'm giving you my life i'm coming come to god and say here i am this sunday morning at destiny church or wherever you you're watching us from this morning come and say to him i'm coming i'm giving my all to you I'm tired of Struggling, I want your rest. Be ready to say to God, All to Jesus, I surrender. And He'll say to you, It is well with your soul. Come on, let's connect with God just for these moments.